Welcome to Tony and Friends live podcast. We're super excited about what God's going to be doing in all of our hearts today. And we're super excited about our topic today on is hell real? It's a good question to ask. Is hell real? And uh, hell is a place of great torment. Hell is a place that, uh, that we ought to all be concerned about. Because sometimes we think that, you know, we're so busy, we would think, why would anybody spend energy on deciding if hell is real or not? And, uh, but you know what? That's exactly what our adversary, the devil, would want us to think. Because he doesn't want us to spend any kind of energy at all, whatsoever, on thinking about hell. He wants us to stay away from the idea of hell. He wants us to stay. Our adversary, the devil, wants us to say, hey, forget about hell. Think about present and happiness and pleasure and success. But you know, hell is something that we need to really think about because hell is a real place. You know, and God didn't leave us clueless about the mystery of hell. No, God gave us great insight on what hell's all about. I think that's something we ought to ask ourselves, is hell real? Some people say, well, is the devil living in hell? No, the Bible tells us that in Isaiah chapter 12, that Satan was thrown out of heaven and fell to earth as lightning. And today, Satan roams the earth to and fro, looking to tempt man to sin and also to take souls to hell with him as much as possible. And um, <clears throat> I just want to say that's the devil's job. The devil wants us to uh, just to be distracted from is hell real. And so if we could do some due duty and some due diligence and some uh, good investigation work on what the Bible has to say about is hell real, then I believe that we'll accomplish some great things. What's hell like? You know, and so we have to we have to come from a premise of saying that I believe in the truth of the Bible. I believe in the truth of the Word of God. You see, that's the very first thing. If we say that, well, you know, I believe in the Bible, but I believe in, you know, other ideas that are outside the Bible that are not necessarily in agreement with the Bible. Like, maybe, like, I was doing a research report on National Geographic was stating about how you know, traditional Christians believe in a real hell, but, you know, they want to put together a scientific review of why that is just, you know, a man-made idea and has nothing to do about truth, but more myth. Some people would say, you know, I, I believe in science is the big phrase we use in 21 and 22. Follow the science. I believe in science. National Geographic is a science company and a science publisher and magazine and investigative work. They say hell's not real. There you go. Don't believe the science. Don't believe what, you know, unsaved man. So the first preference of deciding is hell real is saying, well, where are you getting your information from? I can only get it from the word of God. And then after we understand where we get the information from, we need to make a decision of saying, do I believe that that is true? And if we do believe that is true, is that a conviction, not a preference, but a conviction if that is true? The simple answer to that question is yes, hell is real. 
Hell is a real burning place. The Bible tells us in, in Revelations that that all liars uh, shall be thrown into the lake of fire. Why does the Bible call it a lake of fire? Because the presentation of what it looks like will be like a lake. It will go and it will be a pit and it will be a place of where eternal fire is burning according to the word of God. And you see, hell is real and it's like a lake of fire. Revelations tells us that. Heaven is real and hell is real and eternity is but a breath away. How true is that? Eternity is but a breath away. You know, that's some powerful statements that Billy Graham said there. And, uh, you know, and the real question that motivates us after we decide if hell is real, according to the Bible, is are we going to heaven or are we going to hell? And you see, heaven or hell, that's the two places where we want to understand that we're going to. Is hell real? You know, a lot of people want to say that it's a metaphor. You know, it's a type of area that looks like, um, you know, hell. Hell is a metaphor. You know, it's like going to hell. The word like giving us the idea of a metaphor. And hell is not a metaphor, but hell is a real, literal place, not a metaphorical place. And that's according to the word of God. Hell is not a metaphor. And a lot of people get comfort from that. Oh, hell's just a metaphor. No, but the Bible tells us that it's a real place. It's a pit. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 66 that it is a pit. So Isaiah gives us a lot of different information about what hell's all about. And, uh, you know, and I would like to share a Bible verse on that in just a minute and giving us a description. But the Bible tells us those that are going to go to hell, number one, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. God wants everybody to come to heaven and be with him. That's the heart and desire of God. You see, God wants all men to live in perfect harmony of the relationship with the creator to the creation. And you see, that's the key. And then second of all, hell was created for Satan and his demons. Hell was created for, uh, you know, only those that rebelled against God. God never wanted any unsaved person to go to hell. But because man has making a choice of deciding not to follow the Lord, then their lives end up separated from God when they die. And that separation is eternity in hell. And so, yes, today, friends, there are men and women living in hell. And the Bible tells us they're alive. Revelations chapter 21, verse 8, that says, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and notice in revelations chapter 21 verse 8 it says and all liars you see the person who is a liar is a person who lives a life of deceitfulness and you see they're of their father the devil who is a liar john 8 44 tells us the devil is a liar and his children are liars and you see that's 
the Bible tells us, and all liars, that means that's a characteristic of being a descendant of your father, the devil, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So the second death is being separated from God for all eternity and being sent to hell. That's the second death. The first death is when we physically die. The second death is when we uh, get separated from God for all eternity and we live in a real eternal pit of hell. So a couple characteristics of hell. Number one, it's a, uh, it's a place of uh, torment. It lasts for, in Luke chapter 16, verse 23, we, we know that the uh, rich man was burning in great torment as he cried out to uh, Lazarus to touch him with uh, his tongue, with the tip of uh, his finger with water. Number two, the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 14, verse 11, that it lasts forever. And number three, there is no escape. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 25, verse 46, there is no escape. And uh, you see, that's the thing about hell. It lasts for all eternity. And then the fourth area is you don't have to go there. You don't have to go to hell. You see, hell is a place we're separated from Satan and his demons, but those that reject the grace of God of salvation, those people will end up in hell. You don't have to go there, it's a choice. But who does go there? The Bible tells us in Psalms chapter nine, verse 17, that the wicked, that's the characteristic of those that believe in, in, uh, against God, the wicked shall be turned into hell, the Bible says. And then there's a pronunciation of judgment on and all the nations that forget God. You see, it's a corporate, national, ultimately, many nations will turn their back against the grace of God. And these whole entire nations will be sent to hell. And today, there are nations today that won't let the gospel come in. It has to be secretly brought in, either through radio or underground. And, uh, and many people are unsaved and don't know the Lord is their savior in these nations and will end up in hell. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. The Bible tells us in Revelations chapter 20, verse 10, that the devil himself will ultimately end up in hell. You see, he's not in hell right now, but at the end of the world, the devil will be cast into the lake of fire. Isn't that crazy? You would think, oh, Satan lives in hell right now. No, he doesn't want to be in hell. No. He's trying to stay away from hell as long as possible. That's a place of horror, place of torment. Satan's like, I ain't going there. I don't want to go there. No. The Bible tells us that he wants to stay away from that. Who's going to go in hell? If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown in hell. The, Jesus gives us the intense illustration that it is better to go to heaven lame than to go to hell whole. And you see a lot of people are going to end up in hell. They, they live their lives whole. 
Does that mean, does this Bible verse mean that if we are living in sin, that we ought to take a piece of our body off to help us stop living in sin? Some might say that. But I believe that God saves the sinner by those that call on the name of the Lord by faith and invite the Lord Jesus Christ into their lives. Then their heart will be saved and that will save their body. That will save their mind from hell. And you see, no, it's not good to live a life of great sin. And if your body is committing great sin, but... The only way you can stop your body from committing great sin is by inviting the Lord Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior and asking him to have your heart and your mind and then, of course, your body. And you see, that's that's the way it is. The Bible has some pretty intense things. And so at the end of the world, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. So not only will Satan be in hell but death will be there too the spirit of death the power of death and death will no longer have the ability to kill once it's thrown into hell and not only what will uh death and satan be cast into the lake of fire but hell itself is cast into the lake of fire how's that gonna happen god's not gonna have any more people sent to hell once the end of the world is completely finished. Now, we have those that rebel in the millennial age and they will be sent to hell. But at the very end of the millennial age, death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. And so there's an ultimate judgment coming. And after death and hell is sent into hell, there will absolutely be no more death and there will be no more opportunity for people to go to hell. No, not at all. And so, Isaiah chapter 66, verse 24. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcass of, the, of men that have transgressed against me. For the worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched. And they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. The Bible says that we shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. The Bible says that someday in the millennial, we'll be looking down in hell on those that are living in hell. You see why? Because hell isn't a place where they just die and they never exist and it's, isol and it's annihilation. No, they're living there for all eternity. We live here for 70 years, 80 years. We live a long life, 20 years. But when we die here on earth, we go to heaven or hell for all eternity. We'd like to call in the name of the Lord Jesus can do so. How you yeah. do that? By faith, you can call in the name of the Lord into your life. You don't have to spend eternity in hell. You can live a life in heaven. And the Lord Jesus has provided a way. You see, that's why Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and rose again from the grave, proving he is God. And friend, if you would invite him into your life today, you can ask the Lord Jesus to save you from your sins and from hell. And you can invite Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior. He's waiting and he's knocking on your heart today. And if you would like to invite him in your life, you can. And if that's your desire, 
I want you to call in the name of the Lord right now and just tell him this in your own words. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to be my personal Lord and Savior. And Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the grave. Tell him that in your own words. And Lord Jesus, save me now. Would you ask that from the Lord today, quietly in your heart? Would you invite mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus to come into your life to save you right now? You can do that by simply calling on the name of the Lord. And friend, if you've done that, maybe you can leave a comment and say, yes, Tony, I've done that right now. While you were talking and praying, I called on Jesus to save me. And you can leave that comment right now. Or maybe you just like to email us. You can email us, Tony Rizzo at youthactionministries.com. And let us know that you've been listening and praying and asking the Lord Jesus to save you.